0: And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, January 4, 2016. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter, There Is a Solution?, We're on page 19, and we'll be be reading the third paragraph. That's where we'll begin. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Tina S., the 12 Traditions, Betty W. And the readers of our text this morning will be Santa H., Mary B., and Do. The reference number for Sunday our special edition of January 3, 2016, is 8355. That's 8355. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. from a compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth edition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people, who suffer from compulsive overeating, can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tina S. to please read the 12 steps.
1: Thanks, Janice. Tina S. from Florida. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Tina S. I will now ask Betty W. to please read the 12 traditions.
2: Style one to unmute, Betty. We can't hear you, Betty
0: W. Okay, perhaps Betty's having difficulty. Um, would someone like to read the 12 traditions? Can you hear me? I can, can you... hear you now. Yeah. Okay, I've been
3: unmuted, and uh, so I don't know what the problem was, but sorry about that. I guess it's my no phone. No okay, problem. hi, this is uh, Betty W. from Central New York. I'm a compulsive overeater. And so grateful to be here today. The 12 Traditions of OA. Our common uh, welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Um, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Um, um, our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic, the uh, compulsive eater who still suffers. Excuse me. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility. Or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Ovaritas Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you.
0: Press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we are resuming our study in the Big Book. And there is a solution chapter on page 19, the third paragraph we have concluded to publish. And I will now ask Santa H. to please begin reading.
4: Good morning everyone. My name is Santa H., a Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater for today calling in from New Jersey. We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume, setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge this should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. Well, as I'm reading this, I am definitely, first of all, grateful for these um, individuals of the combined experience and knowledge put together this book. And it just reminds me of what we read. It echoes some of the things we already read um, previously that on a page before it says um, thousands of men and women who were once as hopeless as Bill, and so I'm sure these these are the combined knowledge of men that the people are talking about. And, and they have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. And so it reminds me on page 18, where it says the ex problem drinker who has found the solution and is popping on with facts about himself. And then back on page 17, where it says the tremendous fact that every one of us can agree on is to discover a solution, a common solution, um, a way out. And so I am so grateful for this program here and that this useful book um, that they have written this problem, I mean, written this book about to solve a problem that I've been trying to solve for decades and decades. And so grateful that um, yeah, this book is so simple. All I have to do is just follow the, the instructions. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, that's what my disease likes for me to do. I don't have to make this complicated. It's very, very simple and I just have to do exactly what it says. And so I'm just grateful for the combined um, knowledge and experience that went into the task to put this book together, and that is useful for anyone that has my problem. And with that, I pass.
0: And thank you so much, Santa H. Okay, at this time, who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read?
5: This is Bella Canaisel.
0: Bella, yes, you certainly can. Whom else? This is Larry. Larry, okay.
6: Vasa.
0: Vasa, oh, okay. Anybody else? All right, we'll go with those three this morning. Bella, you, it's your turn.
5: Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful, recovered, compulsive overreader. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much.
0: I think we lost you a moment, Bella. can't hear you. Star
5: 1 to unmute. Oh, I am sorry. I was talking to myself. I am sorry. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. Yes, our experience and knowledge. It's so important. You know, before I came to the program, everybody, everybody told me what to do. But nobody understood me. Nobody could understand me. Nobody knew what I am going through. You know, everybody could give me advices. Why you do, why you don't do this, why you don't do that. And if you see, if you will do this, you will lose weight. You know, I I I I felt nobody knows what I am going through. Everybody was blaming and judging me. Thank you God. Thank you God. I am not there anymore. And it's so important to share our experience as a sponsor. When I do, when I did my steps, my when I did my fourth step with my sponsor. It was such a freedom. It wasn't a people pleaser. It wasn't a jealousy. It wasn't a competition. We are all the same. My sponsor shared with me her experience, her knowledge. And as a sponsor, I don't have the feeling I am better than you. I know more than you. No, I share my experience. I went through this. I am going through this. Yes, when people call me to to, to do the 10th step uh, with me, it's okay. I am doing the same. It's not I am better than you. We are all the same. We are all human. We are all powerless. We are all connected to a loving, accepting power. Thank you for letting me share an night pass.
0: And thank you, Bella G. Larry, it is your turn. Good morning. Larry, we can't hear you. That one to unmute. On Thanks,
7: Janice. Thank you so much. Larry K. recovered compulsive reader from Chicago, so uh, so here, you know, um, in this paragraph, it talks about the, the word that stands out for me is, is the word problem. You know, we've concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. So, you know, I have to ask myself, what is the problem? Well, we're reminded that the main problem centers in my mind rather than my body. So I, I got a problem i got a problem in my body. I, I have this allergy. Uh, this, I have this, this adverse reaction whenever I eat food, uh, these bin substances that triggers, triggers the allergy in my body, uh, you know, that, that makes the requirement that I want more of the same. And that, that's, that's quite a problem. But i got a bigger problem. And that problem centers in, you know, in between my ears, centers, centers in my mind. And um, and you know I needed to understand that you know for me the program of action is not merely some you know kind of cognitive antidote to you know to, that, that sort of counters irrational thoughts and beliefs you know um, in other words these steps for me are not just some therapeutic technique that got me abstinent. You know if that were so, then years of psychological study and and therapy in my case would have it would have done the trick you know um I didn't just magically learn that it was bad to eat these foods and and then replace it with a new belief that i I had to eat to live or nor did I just learn some some techniques to deal with underlying psychological and interpersonal problems. I mean, I, I read, maybe you did too. I read a lot of the self-help books. I read a lot of, uh, about, you know, uh, uh, how to try to solve this problem myself. The problem, one of the issues for me was I had the wrong map. You know, I was searching in the wrong place. The main problem centered in my mind, and it was for me today, I know quite cre- clearly that it was a spiritual problem. I had a spiritual malady. That only a spiritual awakening would uh would you know would rectify for me that there was that by by subjecting myself to these steps in embarking on this practical program of action that this problem would be solved, it would be removed, that obsession would be lifted, and I would be set out with new ideas, new conceptions, new ways of thinking and and behaving that allowed me to live without the food, happily without the food. But it was more than just kind of a therapeutic technique, you know. It was much more than that for me. Um, So, yeah, I got to be clear on the problem. And and this book, I'll just wrap up by saying, this book for me is divine. Um, You know, I heard someone say recently, you know, it may not be divine for you. And that's okay, you know. I'm not trying to sell anyone on it. I just know it's divine for me. You know, and that's all I need to know. I know what happened to me, and I know that the problem has been removed from me, thank God, uh, by this, this practical, practical program of action. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Okay. Thank you, Larry Kay. Vasa, oh, it is your turn.
6: Yes. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Grateful recovering, compulsive over Thank you, Janice, for your service. Uh, and I'm just so grateful that God inspired these people to put this book together. What a gift to me, you know. Maybe it's not a gift to somebody else, but it's a gift to me. And I'm just so grateful that God brought me into the program and put the, somebody to show me, you know, the the allergy, the disease, the mental obsession. I didn't know. I didn't know any of this stuff. I was clueless. You know, I just knew I could not stop eating, yes, I could go on I was on on diets all the time, off and on for many, many, many years, but I could not stop that that I could not stop, so I'm just so grateful um that I understand uh other people might not understand me, you know what well, it could be they do my kids understand me, my husband understands me by now, but they still don't think I could. I, how could I still do this, be thin and still doing it? Well, they don't understand in that area, you know. But anyways, um, again, you know, this is what the recovery is, is in the steps, but I needed to put my, I, I, was, I was just shocked when I found, when I read the doctor's opinion that the food was, um, I mean, the sugar was drug, you know, it was like a cocaine. And they didn't me. I knew what it did to my body You know I wanted more and more And I could not stop So thank you for letting me share And I pass And thank
0: you Vasa O okay. it's, it's, okay, Nessa here. R Let's
6: have
0: Nessa a R a. Just a moment I got you Charles A Sally, And R. then we have N- uh, Nessa R And we Sally. Sally And Sally A And then we have Tina R- M. And then we have Tina Ress and we'll go with those five. Okay. Charles H. it is your turn.
8: <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Charles H. a recovered visionary just for today. And um I wanna I wanna take this opportunity to wish everybody a happy uh and recovered New Year's. Um so I I just gotta say this, you know, for anybody on the line struggling with those substances, please, please listen to, uh, the special edition, um, yesterday, Holland, chopped that thing up, man, please listen to that, please, um, so we're on page 19, right, so I've got to say a little something about page 19, Chapter three. all right, um, yeah, share your experience, not your, not your, not not your opinion, because, you know, I, I and, and I'll tie it in here, like, I had to make some some cold hard decisions. I probably made, you know, um, I'm not, your blood ain't going to be on my hands. You know, if you're not willing to put the food down, I know you might be like, oh, you're such a mean person. No, I'm not. I can't kill you because my sponsor didn't kill me. You know, I I was let go because I wanted wanted to to hold on to you because you need to help me, but I don't want to help myself. Nobody going to help you put that food down. That allergy is serious, right? You know, it's just a daily reprieve. I make that decision right today to put that food down. And, and, and there's one word from, there's one phrase from the doctor. That's why I read it all the time with people. The sensation is so elusive. I dare one of y'all to look that thing up. That word elusive. You'll never catch it. You keep going back to it over and over like a dog to the vomit. You'll never get enough. You'll never. You'll never. One is too many, and a thousand is never enough. The physical allergy. We gotta do that on our own. Nobody, no force, no 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 creative intelligence, no 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 um uh, supreme being uh, is gonna is gonna help you put it down. And and several times the doctor opinion says we need a power grain in ourselves to recreate our life. It's like boom, smack in the face, Charles H. You need a solution. We agnostic says lack of lack of power is our dilemma, right? So we got to put the fool down, work the steps, in order to access a power greater in ourselves. And I punch the clock in for 2016. Love you all. I pray.
0: And thank you so much, Charles H. Okay, Nessa R., it's your turn.
9: Hi, good morning. It's Nessa R. recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, the identification of the problem um, for me is the key to finding the right solution because For four and a half decades, I oscillated between believing that the problem was my food and my weight, Um, and uh, at other times, I believed that it was people and circumstances, you know, if only people would do what I want, if only the circumstances would be better, then I wouldn't be so stressed out, and I wouldn't eat so much, and uh, of course, the weight would come off, and so... Um, I tried different solutions. If I was going through a phase where I believed the problem was food and weight, then I would try diets and gyms and nutritionists and that kind of stuff. And if I believed that people and circumstances were the problem, then I would try, you know, therapy, you know, psychoanalysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And, of course, nothing really worked because I was not identifying the problem um, accurately, and so when I found out that my problem was powerlessness, rooted in a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, then I could arrive at the right solution. You know, my problem was was basically a spiritual emptiness, and the, therefore the solution was the spiritual solution. But until I could identify it. Then, um, nothing could be done to address it. And thank God for the sponsor who took me through the big book, who helped me learn about the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. And more importantly, who helped me learn about the solution contained in the steps and took me through those steps so that I could, um, so I could solve my problems. And for that, I'm forever grateful in my path.
0: And thank you, Nessa R. Sally A., you're
10: up. Thank you, Janice Janice M. Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater with a little cold. So we're reading on page 19, we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume, setting forth the problem as we see it. This is very interesting, what they're telling us here. It's very powerful. And I just want to highlight a few other places that speak to this. On XVII, at the bottom of the page, it tells us the blind, blind period ended and AA entered a new phase of its pioneering time. With the appearance of the new book, a great deal began to happen. This is very important because I walked around carrying this book but not opening it For about 29 years. How many people have bought a book and and will even boast? Oh, yeah, I have that book. I've said that so many times. I have that book. But did you read it? But did you read it? On page 45, another very important place that highlights what we're reading this morning. On page 45, it tells us lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to have, we had to find the power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. That's the problem, that we don't have the power to put the food down. We don't have the power to stop. I, I could stop eating. I have all kinds of tricks up my sleeve on how to stop binging, but I couldn't stay stopped. Lack of power, that was my dilemma. I had to find a power by which I could live, and it had to be a power greater than me, obviously, but where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem. So, back to what we're reading today, we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. And, of course, it says more. The important thing I want to say to you is if you're anything like me, you probably have this book, and you've had it for a long time. On the bottom of page 94, in the middle of page 95, on the middle of page 96, in various ways, it says the same thing. Tell them to read this book. Do you have this book? It's not enough. you got to read it. Thanks for letting me share with that. I pass. Mm. And thank you, Sally A. Okay, Leia
0: M., it is your turn.
10: Thanks so much, Janice.
11: Uh, we shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. Yes, I mean, if there's any newcomers on the line, you know, a vision for you is one meeting that happens to be dedicated to the close study of the program of recovery as it's outlined. In the big book, the big book was the product of thousands of hours of discussion, and it represented the collective voice, the wisdom, the experience, the knowledge, and the heart of those who had pioneered the first four years of AA. These men and women um, who had been written off as hopeless drunks had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body And what allowed that to occur was a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. And the book that we read every day uh, gives clear-cut instructions as to uh, that process, that recovery process. And, you know, it's also interesting for those that don't know, these first 164 pages have been left absolutely untouched since the book was published in 19... uh thirty nine and the Library of Congress uh, voted a couple a few years ago um, that the big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous is one of the top you know eighty books that have impacted the nation, so that's why we're dedicated. Nobody has been able to improve on the recovery process. I mean, think about other books, you know, history books, other books on uh, certainly science and technology. Everything is improved as more knowledge is gained, right? But the big book has left been left untouched because no one's been able to improve upon it so I don't know about your disease but I can certainly tell you about mine when this disease beat me to a bloody pulp and I had tried every remedy and every option that I had thought I could sniff out I decided to base my life on the the assumption that if it's in the big book it's true as far as I'm concerned why because the people that cracked this text open and brought it to life to me were ex-problem drinkers and compulsive overeaters. Their lives have been transformed due to the application of these steps. And that <laughs> that living proof eliminated massive amounts of doubt and uncertainty and debate for me. And so that's why we're dedicated here, because the only way this message can be carried is through the reading of this text, through meetings such as A Vision for You, and through sponsorship one-on-one. There is no other way a suffering-compulsive overeater is going to receive our message and the ability of each OA to identify himself and bring recovery to a newcomer, is our gift from God. It is. It is what the text says. We have recovered and have been given the power to help others. And and you know nothing is original here. All of our recovery is as a result of the implementation of these very same steps. And if it worked for me, it can work for you. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you, Leah M. Okay, Tina S., it is your turn.
1: Thanks, uh, Janice. Tina S., Florida Compulsive Eater Anorexic. Wow, I heard some fabulous stuff. That's like I continue to be on the line. And it says we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume. You know, finally they came to a conclusion that, you know, this um, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is going to um, be able to help those who still suffer. And, and then it also says, you know, we bring – we bring to task our combined experience, you know, our, our own individual walk and, and knowledge, which is the facts about our own individual experience. Um, for anyone concerned with a drinking problem, and then on page 18, it just reaffirms, reiterates like Bill so fabulously does. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic and And so, you know, and I believe this stuff today because it has happened for me today and it's been so fine and so, oh, I don't know, I can't even think of the words, how it's been put by so many people prior to my share here that, you know, we have found a way out that works for us. You know, and I have been transformed and, you know, and my problem is lack of power and that is exactly what this book is about and so grateful to be on the line and so grateful to have the opportunity one day at a time and I pass, thanks.
0: And thank you, Tina Ress. Before we go on, is there anyone else that would like to comment on this paragraph?
9: Melissa C.
0: Melissa C. Anyone else?
12: Uji, hey, Renata,
0: Suji, Renata, Roslyn C. And Renata and Roslyn C. Okay, we'll go with those four. Go ahead, Melissa C.
2: Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C, a recovered October overeater. From New York, and um, yeah, you know, Happy New Year to everybody. And um, what really jumped out at me was the word experience, um, and uh, you know, and that my experience has great value. It's useful, and um, you know, and for me, that just um, soothes me so much because um, you know, I, I and regret, you know, and feeling um, remorse and regret and why didn't I get this sooner and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yet um, my experience, the way that life unfolded for me, is exactly as it was said to because it's valuable. You know, I didn't find recovery one second sooner because my last seconds of suffering... Has incredible value, and so you know I can talk to people today that um, yeah I was somewhat abstinent. I had put down some of my binge foods, and yet I wasn't recovered, and I was suffering. And so um, that experience alone tells me um, that I wasn't I wasn't recovered. I wasn't working a real solution, and so. Um, You know, and so I can help other people who might be in the same situation. You know, my experience is this particular Monday, the Monday after New Year, has always been Diet Day. You know, today is the day that everybody's out there thinking that they're going to have the miracle. Today is going to be the Monday that their whole lives are going to be. the cheating problem
13: But the problem is we see it. You know, it gives us the freedom. If we don't want the program, we don't have to have the program. But if we look and see how many people have succeeded and how many people have been helped, we can't, it's like in weanastics, you know, uh, if there are so many religious that that have succeeded and that it works for them, how can, can they all be wrong? Well, when we see, especially in Vision for You, I've seen so many success. I mean, I hear very few people that are struggling and, um having trouble and that encourages me that that it'll work for me too and it has been working um so you know I suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem and that's me with my food problem and um again they suggest they don't command they don't tell you you have to there are certain things that if you want to work the program, you've got to do. But in general, this program is for those that want it. And we are the people that show other people what can do for them. Thank you. I
12: pass.
0: And thank you, Sue G. Well, good morning to you, Renata G. You're
12: up. Hi, Dennis. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G. we post covid in New York. Uh, what stood out for me today was, you know, this should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. You know, and they talked about their combined experience and, you know, from what we've seen in the book so far, you know, what was their experience? You know, it was the same as mine. You know, people that were trying to stay abstinent, you know, stay sober on their own willpower. And you know, that's what I've tried to do over and over and over. You know, every time I would start a diet and, you know, as an addict I've always had a lot of willpower. And it would work for a while, you know, and I would keep the food down for a while, but I could never I could never really stay stopped. I would always uh you know, start but I couldn't follow through with it. I couldn't continue. You know, my experience is that I tried everything I could against this disease and nothing worked. You know, either, you know, food plans, diets or psychological approach or doctors, nothing worked. You know, and I had to, you know, like my disease at some point showed me that my problem was It went beyond a diet. You know, it was more than just food and weight. There was something different about me in my mind. You know, I had a mind that convinced me every time that I needed to pick up the same foods that were killing me. And that, you know, I needed to do it in order to feel good, in order to live, in order to cope with life. And so, you know, this useful program that they talk about here you know, freed me from that mental obsession that kept me going back to the food over and over and over. And, you know, my default as a human being is that that spiritual malady will always, you know, be there, right? Like I'll always have fears, I'll have resentments, and if I don't work this useful program on a daily basis, then, I, you know, that mental obsession comes back. And so, you know, I'm very, very grateful that I could admit that I was powerless and that everything, every human aid that I've tried failed. And so I became open-minded to try a spiritual solution, and that's what this useful program here is, you know, a spiritual program of action that gives me a map on how to live every day without having to
14: compulsively overeat. With that, I pass. Thanks. And
0: thank you, Renata. Rosalyn? Stay. Please, your up.
14: Hi, my name is Roslyn C., Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater from Ohio. And I just wanted to reflect on um, the book that says it was published, and uh, an, the anonymous book of recovery here. And if we go to the very first page, which a lot of us skip and don't even uh, look at, uh, it says, "An Alcoholic Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. So, it's telling us that um, there's a combined experience and a knowledge, and it's not only in this book, it's now off these pages and in life on this call. There's a collective uh, group that have recovered, and we've experienced recovery because we used uh, or we stayed in the process, we laid in the process, and we've used the book as this outline. But it also um, suggested that on page eight, when Bill Uh, was having his experience, when he transformed from uh, being in his obsession to recovery, he says, um, I was now to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. And we that are recovered have experienced that incredible wonderfulness and for those who have not yet experienced it, I just want to say, as I said before, don't leave before the miracle happens. If it can happen for me and all of us that are on the call, it can also happen for you. And with that, I pass.
0: And thank you, Rosalind C. Okay, we're going to go on to um, the next reader, who is Mary B. We'll be reading the last paragraph on page 19. Mary?
15: Yes, can you hear me, Janice?
0: Yes, very well.
15: Yes, thank you very much, and Happy New Year, everybody. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered from Central California, currently in Southwest Arizona. Of necessity, there will have to be discussion of matters medical, psychiatric, social, and religious we are aware that these matters are, from their very nature, controversial. Nothing would please us so much as to write a book which would contain no basis for contention or argument. We shall do our utmost to achieve that ideal. Most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and a respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more useful to others. Our very lives, as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. Oh, wow. What jumped out at me from this paragraph was most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and the respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more useful to others. I, um, you know, in in face-to-face meetings, and because I grew up in this program in Los Angeles, excuse me, they were very large, there's a lot of boggle heads in the room. You know, somebody is up in front sharing, and everybody in the room, their head is boggling up and down, up and down identifying. And I was one of them. I would hear someone share, I ate last night, but it's okay because I'm growing spiritually. And I would say, oh yes, oh yes, you know, it's important that they're they're here. And, And someone else would take a candle, a woman took a candle for nine years, and she was morbidly obese. And I would excuse it with, Um, well, she's taking a candle for how many years she's been in the room, not, you know, for her abstinence, and it was okay. And then suddenly one day, these things were not okay with me anymore. I couldn't imagine that it was ever okay to eat. In an AA meeting, would somebody ever get up and say, I drank and it was okay? And what a message that person taking that nine-year candle was putting out to the newcomer. If I had been new in that meeting, I would have left. That's certainly not where I want to be in nine years in these rooms.
8: And it wasn't
15: okay with me anymore. But I turned and I used these things as an excuse to walk out the door. I didn't like what I was hearing. I was so tired of hearing about somebody's mother-in-law, their job, their boss, their spouse, their kids. I didn't need that. I was going to go out there and show them that I could do it on my own. And I did that three times in my first 10 years. Always crawling back in the door with all my weight back on, plus more. And the last time I came back, I made a commitment not to ever leave again. And somebody, if it was my sponsor or not, I don't remember, that was 1972, um, my sponsor said to me, Mary, if there's something we're not hearing or you think you're not getting in a meeting, you need to bring it. If you want to hear recovery, that's what you need to share. And that was a very valuable lesson for me, and it's something that I have tried and i Emphasize the word "tried" because I don't always make it, but I have certainly tried, and I have never forgotten that lesson, and so many other valuable lessons that I have learned from people in these rooms. And we practice patience, tolerance, and love for all people. And with that, I pass. Thank you for the opportunity to be of service.
0: And thank you, Mary B. Okay, who would like to comment for about Chelsea that H. Roelle. Right. Uh, I heard Chelsea H. And you? Um, there was somebody else, I, I'm sorry, say your name again. Roelle?
16: Do Tati. L.
0: Oh, do. Do, at the yeah. first initial, L. Okay. <laughs>
7: thank <laughs> you.
0: Who else? Who else? Kathy K. Kathy K. Okay, let's go with those three because we have about ten minutes or so. Chelsea H., you're up.
17: Thank you. Thanks for your service, Janice. My name is Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater just for today. So this um, idea that it's a discussion, it says that there will have that this, of necessity, there will be discussion on um, these matters. So that was one thing that was helpful to me to get um Through this work, because one of the things that I'm experiencing is that by doing the work, by going through all the steps, and then embodying them in my life, so that it's something that is part of me, not something that I do, it's something that I am. So that I, as I live in each moment of the day and time, that I have a skill set I can turn to when life gets really crazy and rough. And then I'll be able to not turn to my former solution, which was food and liquor in my case. So for me today, these actions and principles—they have healing power. It's not about for me um, whether there is or you know God is involved in the making of the book and all that. And I was glad that it was shared that you know this this is our own interpretation, this is our own decision, and that the elimination of our substances. It's something that everybody has to do. It doesn't matter what my proclivities are for religion, whether I'm for it, against it, or not. I, too, can get to say that I don't believe the book is divinely inspired because I don't believe in any kind of deities. So it's really a good thing that this is a kind of program for me that is about healing and change. It's about taking responsibility taking the responsibility to walk through this process, put the food down, walk through this process, and then one day at a time, practice real tolerance, what they talked about. Do Am I being really tolerant? I need to ask myself that question, too, throughout the day. You know, am I being judgmental? Do I have spiritual pride, even in the opposite direction, because I am agnostic? So I have to be just as tolerant of others as I want them to be tolerant of me. And I'm always careful when I'm working with others to be sure to meet them where they're at instead of trying to pull them where I am or insisting that my program is the way they need to do it. And I'm just so grateful to get to practice one day at a time, living in the solution and living under the direction of, for me, my what I call my divine director, because in and of myself I don't have the power to conduct and control my life. I've given that up, so I'm grateful for a day at a time for these twelve steps, which I do believe in. Thanks for letting me share with that i pass
0: and thank you chelsea h okay do l you're up.
16: Good morning. this is Dual, and I am a recover compulsive overeater and um Yes, yeah, so it's of necessity, we'll have these discussions of medical, psychiatric, social, and religious. And you're probably wondering where we're set up in the big book. was everywhere? everywhere. Um, when we talk about prayer and meditation, that's a personal thing and um, and it's of religious nature. Um, they uh, talk about the medical when we talk about the doctor's opinion. Uh, we talk about the psychiatric because in the medical view in the back of the book, it's going to talk about what the um, professional view is on that. Um, we talk about social when we talk about Bill's story, and we talk about um, other areas there. And so they're saying, well, you know, how can we talk about these things without being controversial? Well, they're saying, well, we can't, we can't pull that off. <laughs> we can't pull that off. We need your help. In, in order to pull this off, because it is going to be controversial. It is going to be um, uh, of a nature that, you know, there, there could be uh, disagreement. And we, we want to write a book that has no contentions or arguments, but, you know, human nature is we're going to have those things. Um, so what are they recommending as a solution? They're recommending real tolerance. Uh, they're recommending that we practice the principles And we start practicing these principles from the time we open up the book. Um, It doesn't have to be um, when we go through all of the steps to get recovered to practice these principles. They're saying, no, you can actually do that right now. Um, You can be tolerant of people's shortcomings and viewpoints and respect each other's opinions and attitudes. And, you know, that will make us more useful to, to each other as we go through this process. And I love that because I remember learning that um, as I came in and, um, and I started to um, have tolerance of other uh, people's viewpoints. And then it talks about when we become the ex-problem drinker, that when we have recovered, then, you know, we can continue to practice that tolerance by practicing the traditions And helping others. We continue to do the same thing over and over again. It doesn't end. Um, It is a practice that we can um, continue to do. And it says, as ex-problem drinkers, depend on a constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. And how do we meet their needs? Well, we find the ways through our own experience, um, as we journey through this experience, finding the ways that work for us. You know, finding the ways that, you know, um, helped us to get that higher power, helped us to get that solution, helped us to practice these principles. And then that way we can transmit the same message. And I love the combined experience because that's that's what we see each and every day, the the love, the tolerance, the patience, the kindliness that we show for each other. And with that, I pass.
0: And thank you, Duelle. Okay, Kathy Kay, you'll be our last share for this segment. Thank you, Janice,
18: for your service today. This is Kathy Kay, a recovery compulsive overeater. And, you know, these two last sentences have been perhaps uh, the most difficult for me to really internalize um, in my recovery uh, as we read it today and I listened to people share um, real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints. You know, I was such a judgmental person. Um, it was such a habit for me to pass judgment on what, not only what other people said and did, but also on myself. And um, so this was not an easy principle to implement and it's only after having worked through particularly my fourth and fifth steps but also six and seven and continuing through living in 10 11 and 12 that I have become much more tolerant of others I don't think I was capable of that until I started partnering with my higher power and similarly where it says um, constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. It really also took me a while to discern what is healthy helping and what is people-pleasing. So when I first cracked open this book, I was very much aware of other people's needs and trying to meet them, but my motives, uh, were not for the purpose of serving God and helping others find recovery. Uh, my motive was to um, receive positive uh, reinforcement from other people. So these two principles: lack of judgment and helping others um, are um, they're straightforward, but they're not easy. And it's good to be reminded. This early, and there is a solution, um, that these are uh, critical to our recovery every day. And with that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you so much, Kathy Kay. And I'd like to thank thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer will do L. Please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only and keep you until then. Do.
16: Thank you. Uh, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. That I will constantly disclose more to you and to, uh, to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Get freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us